The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Our class this morning is on prayer, and the goal is to get us to pray. Hallelujah. Hold the hand of your neighbor with me. Bible says where two or three are gathered in his name is then the midst of them. And we acknowledge the life giver this morning. We acknowledge Jesus. We acknowledge the resurrection and the life. We acknowledge the power of God. That power that raised Christ from the dead and set him at the, at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. We stand in agreement as a people of God. As the body of Christ in this assembly. And in the name of Jesus... We command you, Satan, to take your hands off the health of members of this church, to take your hands off their bodies, to take your hands off the organs and their bodies. We veto you in this place in the name of Jesus. We disallow your operations among us. And we declare that the life giver gives life into every cell, into every tissue, into every organ. And we declare the healing power of God breaks out in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we come against every sickness that's been diagnosed or all yet to be diagnosed. And we release the life of God into your bodies, into the bodies of members present, into the bodies of members absent. And we declare that by virtue of the life of God, they live in the name of Jesus. They live in the name of Jesus. They are healed in the name of Jesus. They are made whole in the name of Jesus we command marriages to break out in this house for a single believing for spouses we command the favor of God upon them in the mighty name of Jesus for supernatural proposals supernatural marriages in the name of Jesus Christ whatever need may be in this house because Jesus said I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly we release life and life in abundance into every need present, be it financial, emotional, we declare the healing power of God, we declare the manifestations of the mighty hand of God. And Father, we thank you because you said whenever we pray according to the will of God, we should be confident that you hear us. And if you hear, then we know that we have the petition that we have desired of you. In the mighty name of Jesus, leave those hands to him. Leave those hands to him and just wave them to God. Oh Lord, we thank you. Thank you because we are the people that have the victory. But thank you because Satan is a liar. Satan is a liar. He had been lying for ages past. He's a liar. But thank God because we serve the true God. And whatever he has said, he will do the promises of God in Christ. Yeah, yeah, and amen to the glory of God. Father, we esteem you in this place. Leave those hands one more time. We leave those hands above your head. Leave those hands. We believe for supernatural interventions. Whatever it is that people are believing for, we believe for supernatural interventions. We lose the angels of God for deliverance, for protection, for provisions. In the name of Jesus, for open doors. We trust God to do much more than we can ask or think or imagine. Let the power of God break out and do the miraculous among us. In the name of Jesus Christ, and let him crown our year with goodness as he has promised us. And let our paths drop fatness in the name of Jesus. And let us see the new things that he has promised in the name of Jesus. Let God be true. Let God be true. Let God be true. Let God be true. In every situation, in every life, in every home, let God be true. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because we will return to give you thanks. We will return to give thanks. And we give thanks from now. We give thanks from now. We give thanks from now in hope, knowing that you are able to beat our widest dreams and imaginations of our heart. Leave those hands one more time. Bible says that would that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands leave those hands to God leave those hands to God is the life giver is the life giver Lazarus was dead four days in the grave bound from the top to the bottom from his head to his foot it was bound but when the life giver showed up it couldn't be stopped it couldn't be stopped in the name of Jesus Christ we receive resurrection power in the house we receive resurrection power in the house we receive resurrection power in the south. In the name of Jesus, we comfort babies. We command wombs to open up. In the name of Jesus, we production organs to be healed. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge the life given. We acknowledge the resurrection and the life. We acknowledge the power of the living God. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Let's have our seats. Glory to God.
Glory to God. Hallelujah. So our goal in this class is to get us to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And to be effective in prayer and ultimately to start praying. Not once in a while, but to develop a consistent um, prayer life. That's why we're having this class. I want you to move from that point where you get weary in the place of prayer. Where prayer seems, where answer seems delayed. To get you from that place where you used to faint, but going forward, you will not faint anymore in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, the illustration I got when I was doing, when I was uh, preparing was, um, you know, a picture of somebody cooking rice. How many of you have cooked before then gas or kerosene finished or gas finished? Amen. You know, when we pray, it's like cooking that rice. What you need is not the half-cooked rice. What you need is rice that is done and okay, that you can eat. But you know, how many people think it's proper to just leave that rice and say, oh, you don't go and get kerosene. Just leave that rice on the pot and say, okay, that means I can't have rice anymore. How many people will do that? How many people do that? We don't do that, do we? Right? So most of the time, when you find yourself in that place where kerosene finishes, what happens? Yeah, 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 go to the filling station, go and buy kerosene. Have you? Or somebody needs to go to the uh, gas station and get gas. Is that not true? You know, but in prayer, that's what we do a, a, a lot of times. Hallelujah. We're praying, we're believing, and then things are not going the way we want. Then we just quit and faint. But the goal of this class is we're going to be having is to teach you to what to do during that waiting process, hallelujah, so that you can have an effective prayer life. So that you'll be able to say, like the apostle said, of the things that we have touched, of the things that we have handled, of the things that we have tested, this is what we are saying to you. You will now be able to boldly tell others about the power of prayer because you have prayed and you have gotten results in your life. Glory to God. We want you to know and to understand that prayer is a relationship. Prayer is not what we do to just get out of trouble. Prayer is what? A relationship. Say prayer is a relationship. We want you to have that understanding. And starting the series, we'll talk about worship. In John chapter 4, all right. Verse um, 24. Can, we, can you project that for me? There was a conversation between Jesus and the Samaritan woman, uh, the Samaritan woman at the well. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And at some point, the woman began to say to Jesus, where do you say we should worship? This is where our fathers worshipped. And Jesus responded to her and said, it's not about the mountain. Amen. There are people that go and say, I'm king's word. I worship in king's word. Hallelujah. Maybe that's a mountain. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, but it's beyond the place of worship. Tell somebody for me, it's beyond the place of worship. Hallelujah. It's about the understanding you have about the art of worship. Jesus told that woman, he said, it's not about the mountain. You worship what you do not know. Salvation is of the Jews. So worship is about light. It's about understanding. <laughs> Hallelujah. Understanding of salvation. Understanding of who God is. Who he has made you to be in Christ. The things that he has made available to you. The things that he has done. The things that he continues to do. The things that he has promised you. Hallelujah. The personality of God. Hallelujah. It goes with knowledge. And that is why sometimes it looks like, you know, we're having Thanksgiving services. Some people are just worshiping and worshiping. And it's like, what are they doing? Because there's an understanding gap. You worship what you do not know. You're on the mountain, but you do not know. About the art of worship, there's an understanding that comes with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he went on to tell her that 
You know, there's an analogy in Yoruba that keeps coming to my mind. Hallelujah. When you know <laughs> how to reflect, you'll be able to do what? Express gratitude. Hallelujah. And in our own case, reflection is not just about what God is doing in our life presently. It's about all the body of knowledge available about who God is, about what he has done in ages past, what he continues to do today, what he's doing in us in Christ today, what he has done for us personally in the past, what he has done for us presently, and what he said he will still do that we are still looking forward to. When we come together in the place of worship, we lift all that up to God. And then we're able to lift up our hands without wrought and doubting. We're not here to just dance and make music. For some people, because your understanding is not there, which is why we encourage you to be in those classes and so that you can learn and grow and have proper understanding. Hallelujah. So that you can give God adequate worship. Glory to God. Bible says God is seeking those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And spirit is that place of oneness with him and the place of worship. Hallelujah. That place of oneness with him and the place of worship where you are consciously aware that he's there. Amen. Do you know God is in this place? Hallelujah. And that space, just on your seat, on your chair, you can actually, you know, worship in the spirit and lift up your hands and be aware that God is here. And I just want to adore him. I want to reverence him. I want to give him the glory that is due to his name. I want to dance. I want to sing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are, we, are you with me this morning? It also connotes the sincerity in the place of worship. In spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. You're doing it from your heart. You're doing it willingly. And you will do it willingly when you know who he is. You will do it willingly when you know what he has done. You will do it willingly when you know what he was going to do. Hallelujah. 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 And just before somebody says, oh, I've not read the old Bible yet. Yes. You don't need to read the old Bible. That your life today is a miracle. That your life today is a miracle. That you've been waking up every morning and you were able to wear your beautiful clothes and come to church this morning is a reason to be thankful. And if you look at your life deeply, you would have seen how God has kept you. How he has delivered you. How he has saved you from different evils. How he has preserved you. How he has provided for you. Hallelujah. When you thought it was over, how he showed up and opened the door that you were not even expecting. Can we lift up our hands and just worship him this morning? Can we leave those hands to God and just worship him? Lord, we adore you this morning. So we express it in music, in dancing, in the clapping up of our hands. But it goes beyond our expressions. It goes beyond the words. It's a matter of the heart. Hallelujah. It's a matter of the heart. And that's why sometimes in the place of worship, the devil will fight for that space in your, you know, in your mind and trying to distract you, you know, from focusing and maybe remind you, ah, right. And your mind just goes, but you need to pull yourself back. Hallelujah. And just be in that place and be in the moment with God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Why do we why pray? Why do we have to pray? Hallelujah. Amen. The primary reason we pray is to give access to God in our lives. Prayer is what gives God the authority on earth to intervene or to influence the lives and the affairs of men. So, when God made this world, he put a man there in the world called Adam. Then Adam disobeyed God's instructions. God had handed over the planet over to, to Adam, you know, to be in charge of it, to dress it, to keep it. You know, but he disobeyed God, went against God's instructions, and invariably by his actions, handed over everything to Satan. You see that in Luke chapter, um, Luke chapter 4, in um, the temptation of Jesus Christ. Where the devil was telling Jesus, he took him up to, to a high hill, and then he said, bow down before me. You see the glory of this world. You know, I think it's Luke chapter 4 and verse 4. He said he took him up, you know, to the high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment. Continue, please, verse 6. Hallelujah. All right. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you, and their glory, for it has been delivered to me. So it was delivered to Satan by Adam. The word delivered there also means surrender or yielded up. 
So Adam yielded up his authority, his influence over the earth. He gave it to Satan. And that is why the Bible refers to Satan as the God of this world system. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, you can read that at home. And it is as a result of this that God cannot intervene in the affairs of this world except a man allows him by standing in the place of prayer, submitting circumstances to God, and then giving God a legal route of action. Did we get that? Did we get that? It will be legal for God to just step in by himself unless a man allows him in the place of prayer. Do we understand that? That is why we pray. Hallelujah. Now, there are foundational truths about prayer that we need to, to be aware of. The first thing I will mention is that truth, prayer is not a way out of trouble, but a relationship. Prayer is not a way out of trouble, it's a relationship. Amen. I mentioned that earlier. Matthew chapter 6. Hallelujah. I think from verse 6. Can we check that? Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. Is it verse 16? Our Father. Can you help me with that verse? Oh, hallelujah. Our Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6. Help me get the right verse. Hallelujah. Okay. And when you pray, thou shalt not be like the hypocrites. No, no, no. Let me see six. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So, prayer is about your Father in heaven. Glory to God. Glory to God. And when you look through the Bible and you see Jesus' pattern of prayer, most of his prayers, or practically all his prayers, started with that phrase. Or he acknowledged his Father in every single one of his prayers. Or most of his prayers. Hallelujah. 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 And that is the pattern that we need to adopt. He had an understanding that God was his father. God is his father. And we need to have that understanding. That God is our father. Say to yourself, God is my father. And you must be grounded in that understanding to be effective in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. One of the things that I hear people say when there are issues is, you know, I don't have anybody. You know, so I don't hear, you may be broke in your family, the brokers in your village, in the nation, in the world. That may describe, you know, your earthly placement or your origin. But you have a new origin in God. God is your father. God is your father. Or you have a medical situation like we are praying that has defied all conditions. God is your father. So if you come to the place understanding that the person that I'm speaking to, he's my father. I have a relationship with him. Are you with me? When a child, if my father is the president of Nigeria, if I go to make a request on him, it's different from a stranger walking into House Rock. He first of all has to figure out, will I have access? Because he's your father, you have access. Because you have, he's your father, he will listen to you. Because he's your father, he will answer you. Glory to God. Glory to God. So it's about that relationship. And that is why we don't just rush in. Some people don't pray until there is trouble. Some people don't pray until there is something that is chasing them or something that they are chasing. So when nothing is chasing them and they are not chasing anything, they are ready to be lukewarm and cold. But they don't come to this church. They are not members of our church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In this place, we understand that prayer is a relationship from today. Hallelujah. We understand that it's a relationship. It's not a way out of trouble. We understand that prayer is not a monologue, but a dialogue. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Please, I need help with um, scriptures on the screen. Thank you. Prayer is not a monologue, but a dialogue. Expect God to say things to you. You will get directions in the place of prayer. You will get instructions in the place of prayer. You will receive visions and revelations in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. You will get comfort in the place of prayer. Glory to God. It's a relationship. It's a monologue. It's a dialogue, not a monologue. Monologue means one person speaking. So I just, God, do this, God, do this, God, do this, God, do this. Amen. Then we rush out. No. Take your prayer beyond that point. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will stand upon my watch. I will watch to see what he will say to me. Hallelujah. Stay in that place of prayer and expect God to speak to you. Expect God to say something to you. Expect him to correct you, to give you a direction, to give you an instruction, to comfort you, to give you a vision or a revelation. Hallelujah. To give you desires. We get desires in the place of prayer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And the Bible says it is God that is all the while at work in us, energizing and creating in us what? The power to will and to do. Hallelujah. So that's how God communicates desires into our hearts in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer conducted in fear and anxiety is unacceptable unto God. Faith is the only way to reach God. Faith is the only way to reach God. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Hallelujah. It says without faith it is impossible to please God. For those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that what diligently seek him. Hallelujah. Without faith, it is what? Possible to please God? Possible to please God? My people over here, it is possible to please God? It is impossible to please God. Hallelujah. That tells you where the stand of God is, where faith is concerned. But thank God because we understand how to please him. Because it's, we are believers. We believed him. That's why you gave your life to him. You have the capacity for faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear God's word, the more you are grounded in what he's saying. Hallelujah. The more you believe what he's saying. Hallelujah. You keep putting it in your heart, putting it in your mouth. Hallelujah. And then once you are grounded, faith disappears. Hallelujah. And occasionally the storms will come. Hallelujah. But you get back into the word again and reinforce yourself again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God continues to strengthen us through the process. Hallelujah. It continues to strengthen us through the process. Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, it said, The children of Israel could not enter into his rest because of unbelief. My prayer is that everyone under the sound of my voice, you will not be like the children of Israel. You know, they are a typical case study of who know, how not to live one's life. Amen. They saw the miracles of God. They saw things that has not even been repeated. I mean, ground opened, sea was parted, and they just did not repent from their ways. They just continued to. They were satisfied with just, you know, knowing God as the one that does things for them. They were not interested in knowing his ways. Are, we, are you with me, church? Are you with me, church? So if the sea opened the sea, let us walk when we walk across the sea. We are hungry. Give us manna, then we eat. Oh, they are behind us, then we kill all of them. They were just interested in God solving their problems, but they didn't ever drew in their hearts to God to know God himself, to know the ways of God. And my prayer, my charge for you this morning is to draw in, is to, is to draw closer to him. It's to draw closer to him. Draw closer to him in the word. Stop staying like you're watching all of us. Stop acting like you came to watch all of us. You know, like, you know, there was a time that I left my former office and I said, you know, I really, really, you know, I, maybe I was tired or whatever. But at some point it was like, I would get to the office and I would feel like people are playing on a football field and I was just watching them. And that I was not part of the team. But you know, when it comes to prayer and the things of God, that is not the place you should be as a believer. Where you are the onlooker in the service, detached from the rest of us. Glory to God. Glory to God. You need to stay in long enough so that the word of God can gain root in your heart. Bible says they couldn't enter into the Israel because of unbelief. Hebrews, um, hallelujah, chapter 4, verse um, 16. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4, verse 16, can you project that for me? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, let's go back to, um, they couldn't enter into the rest because of unbelief, please. Hallelujah. All right. Since, therefore, it remains that some must enter into it, whom it was free, they did not enter in because of disobedience next Again, he designates a certain day, saying today, after such a long time, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Hallelujah. Do not do what? 
Harden your heart. They could not enter into his rest because of unbelief. The word that was preached did not mix with faith in them. Why? Because they did not stay with that word long enough. They just moved to do their own business. After every miracle, they moved to their own things. Hallelujah. And then wait for the next event. And then wait for the next event. And then wait for the next. But that is not your portion in Jesus' mighty name. All right? So spend time in the word of God until you are grounded so that you can mix, hallelujah, the word that you're hearing with faith. And then you can have the results that you desire in the place of prayer. Prayer is speaking God's word back to him. The only language that God understands is his word. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2. Prayer is a sure way of establishing God's will. There are lots of Bible verses here, but please take time to read them at home. God always answers prayers done according to his will. Glory to God. John chapter 15 and verse 7. Can you project that for me? John 15 verse 7. John chapter 15 verse 7. Hallelujah. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you will ask what you will and it shall be done for you. Glory to God. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will and it shall be what? Done for you. Did you see that? Did you see that? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Prayer is a sure way of establishing the will of God. God always answers prayers done according to his will, and he takes the help of the Holy Spirit to pray right. Romans chapter 8, let's read from verse 26. Romans chapter 8, we read from verse 26. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for. Excuse me. As we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knows what's the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit helps us in the place of prayer. Why do we have infirmities or weaknesses in the place of prayer? Because we are limited. Hallelujah. We are limited to what we have seen, what we have heard. Amen. Where we are being, the amount of information available to us. Amen. You don't know, my children are in Ibadan right now. I don't know what is happening in Ibadan right now. I'm only limited to what is happening in Lagos and in this service. And maybe where I'm standing, I don't even know what is happening outside there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are limited. We have weaknesses in the place of prayer. You have submitted a proposal. You don't know what is happening there. Hallelujah. You're only wondering, why have they not, you know, have not heard from them. I've not heard from them. How many people have been in that place before? You've not heard from them. So you are limited. What do you do? Pray in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit would help you to pray the right prayer. Hallelujah. I remember there was a time I put in for a job. And sometimes he would just, you know, give you a nudging or something. You know, I'd apply for a job somewhere and I was feeling uneasy. Hallelujah. I literally felt like I was being choked. You know, it's not choked. It's not physical choke. I felt like I was being choked. Like something was trying to contain me. You know, I was having that strange feeling. So I began to pray in other tongues. Hallelujah. I began to pray in other tongues. You know, and after a while it came to light what the issue was. But thank God I got the job eventually. Amen. But I could pray in the spirit about that thing. Even though I didn't quite know what I was praying about. And it's okay not to know what you are praying about. The Holy Ghost knows. Hallelujah. And that is why we encourage us to pray in other tongues. Where are my guys in this place? Where are my guys? My young guys? Shout hallelujah somebody. <laughs> hallelujah. I can't, I can't hear the young men. I'm seeing any some old people. Where are the guys in this church? Shout, shout, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. We need a guy to be praying in other tongues. Can we take a few minutes to pray in the Holy Ghost? In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. It takes the help of the Holy Spirit to pray aright. 
That scripture says it helps our weaknesses in prayer. We don't know what we should pray for as we ought to, even if you knew. How you should pray that prayer, you are really still limited. But thank God because the Holy Ghost knows. And it can make intercessions for you with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit. It makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. Praise God. The Holy Spirit knows the will of God and it helps to pray in alignment with that will. Hallelujah. You know, we said prayer is a relationship. Hallelujah. Your life itself is a relationship. God wants you to fellowship with him part-time, 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 on a daily, on a continuous basis. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has a purpose for your life. He has vested interest in you. Say, God has vested interest in me. God has vested interest in me. Hallelujah. So there's a will of God where your life is concerned. It doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter what your past has been. Maybe some people come to church and feel like God has a plan for some people. And some of us, it's like, God came late for us, but we just keep following them, you know? Now only us follow them, but I can come. But no, every individual, see every individual, God has an agenda. God has a purpose. It doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter your age. God can use you. God wants to use you. If you give that light to him, he will use you. You will make a difference. You will rise up from where you are and you will make a difference in your world. If you give that life to him. Hallelujah. And that is one of the things that the Holy Ghost helps us to do. He knows the will of God and he helps us to pray in alignment with that will. We see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse um, 9 to 13. Say, eyes has not seen, ears has not heard. It has not entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. A spirit searches all things. Yeah, the deep things of God. And it talks about what, what man knows, the things of a man, save that man. What man, you know, what's, okay. What man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Next verse. Next verse. Now we have received. Can we read together? Verses 12 and 13. 1, 2, 3, go. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. The next verse. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost helps us to pray in alignment with the will of God. He knows what the Spirit of God is saying about your life. He knows the plan of God concerning your life. He knows the rerouting. How many of you have used them? Um, what's it called? To use, what's it called? Google Maps, GPS, right? When you take a wrong turn, what happens? There's a rerouting. The Holy Ghost knows the rerouting that needs to happen. You don't need to worry about where you are at. Glory to God. You don't need to worry about where you are at. He knows how to reroute your life and to keep you in alignment with that will. Spend time praying in other tongues. Tell your neighbor for me. Spend time praying the Holy Ghost. Spend time praying the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Our minds are limited to our physical senses and so on. It takes the Holy Spirit to pray effectively. The Holy Spirit will reveal to us the accurate state of things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost can stir up a burning desire in you, for instance, to begin to pray for a city, pray for a nation. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost knows the will of God part time. The Holy Ghost can stir up a desire in you to pray, and you don't even know there's a child in danger, a relative in danger. You're just praying in the Holy Ghost, and later you discover at the time you were praying, there was somebody, a you know, relative, a friend, somebody in your life that was just in danger, and it would just prompt you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Be sensitive to God. Hallelujah. What are the ingredients for an effective prayer life? Hallelujah. The first one in this manual is faith. The second is boldness. Say faith. Boldness. Patience. Perseverance. Joy. The consciousness of righteousness. So we talked about prayer, about faith. Prayer is basically fellowship with God. And since faith is the foundation for fellowship, then prayer has to be by faith for it to work. We have read that in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. And the next one, boldness. God expects us to approach him with boldness. That is what Hebrews 4 and 16 says. I love that verse so much. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help. Hallelujah. Grace to help. 
One of my best songs in recent times is My Helper, oh, my helper. My helper, oh, my helper. There is something that makes me call to your presence. My helper. I love that song. He's my helper. Hallelujah. And that is what we find. We obtain grace. We find grace to do what? Help. Grace is to help us. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But he says to come with confidence and boldness, not with timidity. Don't allow sin to keep you in a place where you are timid. Hallelujah. If you find yourself, you know, walking against the will of God, repent immediately. Hallelujah. Repent immediately and don't let condemnation keep you from the things that are available to you in Christ. The devil uses sin and uses lust and things like that to steal from us. Hallelujah. To steal from us, to keep you in condemnation, and then deprive you of the things that God wants to do in your life, but not anymore in the name of Jesus. When you do something wrong, repent immediately and begin to walk in the spirit so that you no longer fulfill the desires of your flesh. Glory to God. Glory to God. And each time you come before God, come with confidence and boldness because the access is there. The father is there. And the father is waiting to welcome you like the prodigal son. You know the story? Remember the story, right? I was welcomed back with what? Joyfully. Glory to God. The next thing you need to have, ingredients of prayer, apart from having faith. We said faith comes by the word, hearing and hearing God's word. And staying there with that word until it's planted in your heart. Until you believe it more than your situations and circumstances. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you spend time in the word of God in a continual, on a continuous basis. So that you have a relationship with him. You are grounded in your covenant. You know who you are. So it's not a case of I'm trying to build faith for this one. I'm trying to build faith for this one. No. You have built faith in who God is. You have built faith in the power of God. You have built faith in your relationship. You understand who he is. Hallelujah. Because you have been spending time in the world. Hallelujah. The next ingredient that must be there for your prayer to work is patience. Say patience. Patience is the force of God that helps you to remain consistent in your faith while waiting for manifestation. We also have perseverance. Patience helps you to remain consistent whilst waiting for your manifestation. Perseverance speaks of persistency. The force of the recreated human spirit keeps you going in the face of adversity and discouragement. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18 talks about praying with all prayers and supplication and watching out to all perseverance. Amen. It works alongside with the force of patience. So I have an illustration just to help you. Are we together, church? You know, patience and um, perseverance. So if you have somebody that is waiting, somebody comes to your office, there's proper AC, the conditions are right, and comes to look for you, and they tell that fellow that, oh, you're not around, you've gone on an assignment, they don't know when you will be back. Are you willing to wait? And he says, yes, right? That person waits. The AC is very fine to the temperature that they like, that is suitable and so on. You know, if he decides to wait and wait and wait and wait and keep waiting, you know, and remains consistent in his waiting, we call that, what? Patience. It's just there. He has remained consistent. At that time, so you have been in a situation where you're like, should I wait, should I go, should I wait, should I go? And one minute you're trying to stand up, but the other minute you're trying to stand, sit down. And what that is called what? Impatience. Amen. But on the other hand, so you understand what patience is, right? Being consistent. Amen. Hallelujah. Being consistent. In the, in the, concerning the things that you are believing for, concerning the things that you have released your faith for, concerning the things that you want to see God do, you're consistent. That is what being patient is. Perseverance, on the other hand, talks about that the conditions are not favorable. So if while he was waiting, he's just an Ekiti person like myself, that just traveled to, to Canada, and does not have appropriate uh, clothing. Maybe I, you know, I did not just, you know, get to thought well enough. And then it's not properly kitted for the cold. Hallelujah. I don't like cold at all as you see me. Amen. I wear like two or three camisoles every morning. I'm going to the office. <laughs> Glory to God. So you can imagine what I'm saying in Canada. So if you go to, and the conditions are not favorable, it's shivering, it's so cold, it's so uncomfortable. And he's still waiting. We're saying he's persevering. Are we together? Are we together? And sometimes in prayer, a combination of those two will be present. There are times that you are believing God through a healing process and the pain is there. Amen. You're persevering. Hallelujah. 
The force of patience means I keep speaking the word of God. I remain consistent. Hallelujah. I believe God has healed me. And I continue to stay on that path and continue to rejoice and continue to rejoice and continue to rejoice. Hallelujah. But that's that place where the pain comes, what is happening. I'm persevering through that process. Usually our faith works will require the combination of the two. Sometimes the problem is that people are willing to persevere. Hallelujah. But thank God because it's a force of your spirit. It's not something you are trying to acquire. You only need to stay it up. It's inside of you. Say, it's in me. It's in me. It's not outside of you. You're trying to get it. No, it's a force of your spirit. Even patience itself is a force of your spirit. You just tear it up. Glory to God. Glory to God. Then we have the force of joy. It's that force that keeps you strong. While you're waiting for your manifestation, Nehemiah 8 and 10 says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. And Isaiah 12, 3, with joy shall you draw water from the wells of salvation. With joy shall you draw water from the wells of salvation. You draw joy. Hallelujah. In your process, you draw joy. Hallelujah. Because it takes joy to draw from salvation. It takes joy to draw the healing. It takes joy to draw the miracle. It takes joy to draw the manifestation. It takes joy to draw the deliverance. It takes joy to draw the provisions. Hallelujah. 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 All these things are inside of you. The force of joy is inside of you. Glory to God. The last one is the consciousness of your righteousness. It's your access into God's throne room and gives you the ability to stand in God's presence without feeling guilty. So don't allow the enemy to rob you of your sense of righteousness. Hallelujah. Talk about the... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be bold to exercise your... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be bold to exercise your faith in the place of prayer. Amen. Jesus gave you his righteousness so that you can come into his presence at, at all times. Nothing including sin must stop you from enjoying your benefit of divine access. Amen. If you sin, remember, if you confess our sins, he's faithful and what? Just to forgive us and to cleanse us from every sense of unrighteousness. Glory to God. The last one I'll talk about in the, in, in, under this uh, ingredient of effective prayer is working in love. I think I amended this manual a little. Um, some things in the material were somewhere else. I brought them forward so that I could just speak along it together. So prayer and love, I'm bringing it here. Glory to God. So working in love is crucial in having effective prayers. Galatians 5 and verse 6. It says, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision nor circumcision avails anything, but faith that works by love. Say faith works by love. Faith works by love. The Bible also says that the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. So keeping money or walking in unforgiveness will keep our prayers from being answered. But we are required to walk in the love of God. In Mark chapter 11 verse 24 and 25, it says, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. Hallelujah. Can you project that for me? And you shall have them. And when you start pray, stand praying, forgive if you have heart against any, so that your Father, which is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. Glory to God. Glory to God. When you stand praying, forgive if you have heart against any, so that your Father, which is in heaven, can forgive your trespasses. It also says in 1 Peter 3, 7, Husbands, dwell with your wives according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as unto the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of your life, or as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not answered. How many husbands do we have in the house? Amen. Lift up your hand above your head. Aren't you proud to be husbands? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. It says to dwell with them according to knowledge, not according to Facebook or social media knowledge. Amen. Glory to God. Giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel. You are here together of the grace of life so that your prayers be not hindered. And it's not just a marital relationship, in all our relationships, in all our relationships. Amen. We need to make up our minds by the help of God. No mal is here. No unforgiveness here. You can't afford it. See, I can't afford it. It's too costly for where I'm going. It's too costly. Amen. No unforgiveness here. Husband and wife, no unforgiveness here. Don't sleep on one side, she sleeps on the other side. No unforgiveness here. Glory to God. And don't say I'm the one. I'm the one that is always saying sorry. 
Why can't see this time? This time, let him say story. You will come back. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's remembering Pastor T. Hallelujah. We miss him in service. Hallelujah. Don't say I'm the one to... Why? Because now you are walking outside of love by saying that. Now you are beginning to insist on your own right. Amen. By saying it must necessarily come. If it doesn't come, you do what is in your heart. God can speak with him. Don't you know that God can talk to your husband? Hello? Don't you know God can talk to your wife? My husband knows that very, very well. Say, I've handed you over to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So do Pastor Inca style. Hand it hand over to God. Amen. I've also handed him over to God. We have handed ourselves over to God. Glory to God. I remember there was a particular day. Ha! You know, my husband can help you and wire you with help until you don't want to be helped. You know, <laughs> when somebody helps you and overhelps you. And then one day, just, I don't know, it was a light moment. And he just said to himself, ah, 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 your own is too much. I was watching him. See, your own is too much. If you were, if you were an angel, God would have recalled you. <laughs> but this angel over Sabi is too much. You know, I was just watching him. I was laughing. I was like, praise God. Light has come. <laughs> Glory to God. But if I told him now that he's too much, if he's angel, they have recorded him. You say, I'm talking too much. <laughs> okay, that was just on a lighter note. Glory to God. So, walk in love. Amen. It's crucial in having effective prayers. Glory to God. So, whether it's, with, you know, in the family, colleagues at work, anywhere, anybody in our lives. Amen. Prevailing prayer just means overcoming in the place of prayer. And that God is not the one delaying your prayers. Amen. We have the story of Daniel in, chapter, in Daniel chapter 9 and Daniel chapter 10. Daniel had prayed and he was not seeing the answers to his, you know, he did not, the answers was, the, his prayer was answered, but he did not have the manifestation. And then later on in uh, chapter 10, an angel of God in Jeremiah told him that he was actually the prince of uh, uh, Persia that withstood him for, you know, some days, you know, and that is why he was delayed in having the answer comfort to him. And that is one of the reasons why prayer is not something you are doing. It's not like I prayed now, then I'm expecting answer tomorrow. Yes, we pray, and we'll talk about the different kind of prayers. It's a lifestyle. You keep engaging in the place of prayer. Keep engaging. Tell your neighbor for me. Keep engaging in the place of prayer. Keep engaging in the place of prayer. Amen. Prayer is communing with God. It's talking to God. You know, it's, um, it, 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 it's, it, it's a dialogue. We continue to engage in that place of prayer. And whatever it is in our lives that is causing a delay, as you persist in the place of prayer, the answers will come. Praise God. Praise God. So make prayer relationship a continuous habit to have success in prayer. Amen. With our prayers characterized with the right ingredients, definitely we will prevail in prayer. We will receive our desired manifestations. Everything about our lives and ministries have been planned already. We only need to be diligent to search it out through the place of prayer. Delays experienced in prayer are not from God because God always hears and he answers. Glory to God. So talking about revival, the, um, my God, I'm just blessed this morning. Amen. So talking about, um, the next thing we have to talk about is prayer and revival. Prayer births revival. So most of this part, I'm going to skip through it because I needed us to go through the foundation. Amen. Because prayer is what prayer is. Amen. Amen. So in talking about prayer and revival, we're saying when we pray, we can cause revival. In a city, in a nation, revival is when something is dead. Then you're trying to bring it alive. Is that not so? Amen. Where there's moral decadence, you know, things are not going the way they should go. There's so much sin in the land and so on. We can pray. And I think our land and our city has gotten to that place where we need to desire revival. We need to feel the need for revival and begin to pay the price for revival. Say with me, we need to desire revival, feel the need for the revival, understand that there's a huge price to pay and to pay it. And that huge price to pray is extended hours of prayer. Glory to God. Extended hours of prayer will birth revival in our land, in our city. And as we, you know, yield ourselves to God in the place of prayer, God will be stirring some of us to take whole cities, whole towns, take Lagos, take Mushi, or take the entire Lagos, or take Nigeria, and begin to spend time praying for the city so that the will of God can be done. Amen. 
and a very crucial part of it, God will be, you know, using you in the place of prayer as you pray in other tongues. He will pray through you in other tongues. He will pray through you in understanding. Amen. Amen. You know, there's a way you, you can pray in understanding and you're praying in the spirit. When you're praying prayers that are inspired by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. And God wants us to step up in the place of prayer. Amen. Amen. You know, so some of us, even those things have been there. You know, some of the things, some of the problems that get your attention. One of the ways to begin stewardship is to begin to pray. Amen. You know, I think it was two or three Sundays ago that Pastor T was talking about stewardship and prayer and charging us, you know, stewardship. One of the things I committed myself to pray was to be praying some more, praying some more about the ministry, praying some more, you know, about what God is doing. Hallelujah. And you can just commit to that. Hallelujah. And God will begin to, you know, firm those desires on our inside as we spend time in the place of revival, in the place of prayer to cause revival in our nation because we are overdue. We have young people that are so carried away by very flimsy things. I mean, very, very flimsy, you know. Vanity is the order of the day in our city. And that must stop. Amen. Say that must stop. That must stop. You know, beauty, you know. All those Bible say about beauty. It is vain. Amen. Amen. You know, we just get carried away. Beauty, some new songs that they, they... Every time I'm going to work in the morning and I turn to some, some... I'm like, I mean, it's early in the morning. We're on our way to work. What is this? All of those things are pointers that we need revival in our city. Some things have gone out of course. And what used to be abnormal is trying to become normal. But we'd say no in the name of Jesus. We say no in the name of Jesus. Righteousness is going to exalt our nation. It's going to be exalted in our city. In the mighty name of Jesus. Alright, so we're also going to talk about prayer as believers. Prayer on three levels. Prayer as a believer, prayer as a minister, and prayer as someone that takes territories. Prayer as a believer is talking about you praying. Praying, I'm a believer. I pray for myself. Hallelujah. Jabez called on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Hallelujah. But some of us, we have stayed so long in the enlarge my territory. You need to move on and move up in your prayer life. Amen. You need to make progress. Yeah, I'm making progress. I'm making progress. So when we pray as believers and we will continue to do that. Amen. But we'll also move up to that place where we are praying as ministers. Amen. A minister is somebody that serves in our capacity as ministers, we pray. And then we pray as territory um, takers. Glory to God. As believers, God gave us commitment to always pray and not faint. For without him, we can do nothing meaningful on earth. Hallelujah. So we continue to pray. Prayer empowers us to overcome the power of hell. It gives us access to the plans of God. It keeps us in the realm of the supernatural. It helps us to walk in peace and victory over sin, habit, and the flesh on a daily basis. It gives us strength to do the impossible. Hallelujah. As a believer, we will do all that. As a minister, your primary purpose is the ministry of the word and prayer. Say with me, as a minister, my primary purpose is the ministry of, the, of prayer and the word. All right, so we'll give ourselves continually in Acts chapter 6 and verse 4. So there was this ministration that was going on, there was welfare. You know, we do welfare in this church. There was welfare that was going on in Acts chapter 6. And after a while, murmuring and grumbling. Grumbling and murmurings. And then the disciples said, it can't continue like this. We will give ourselves continually, amen, to the ministry of the word and the prayer. Church, the, what changes us is not welfare gifts. Amen. What changes us is not welfare gifts. Amen. What changes us is what? Prayer and the word. And so when you have been angry with that pastor that says, let me pray for you. He pray a That is what That is what can set you free. That is what you can feed on. That is it. That is their primary ministry in this church over the lives of the people. The primary ministry of Pastor T and the pastors in this church is not to collect welfare for people. The primary responsibility is the word and prayer. And that also means that as members of the church receiving their ministry, you must understand and relate with them as though that is their primary ministry to you. 
When your heart is looking for any other thing but those two, you will not be able to receive appropriately all that God has for you. You will not maximize the grace of God that is upon their lives. And you invariably shortchange yourself. Because when you should be reaching forth for prayer and for the word, a word, which scripture can I stand on? Can you agree with me? You're asking for another bowl of rice. Have you not noticed? It finishes. And right when you think that you will get it in the next service, they said there's nothing in store today. Glory to God. Prayer is always in store. The word of God is always in store. If you'll be patient, if you persevere, and you continue to build faith in the word of God and do what we are saying in this church, you will flourish and prosper. And that doesn't finish. It's an unending supply. Glory to God. So taking us back to prayer as a minister, our primary purpose, and so that is why as believers you cannot be distracted as ministers. Focus on the ministry of the word and prayer. Don't get too busy with other things. Hallelujah. Prayer is the word of God in ministration. It's how God changes you and meets your need on a sustained basis. Prayer and the word of God is in ministration. I think I've said that, said that. Your life and ministry are limited to and by your prayer life. You cannot see beyond your prayer life, so, and so you cannot go beyond it. Prayer is your responsibility that no man can do for you. And I believe that every one of us here is called to be a minister of the gospel at different levels. And so it's not like prayer for ministers. It's talking about <laughs> it's talking about the select people in church that your pastors and your leaders. It's every one of us. Say it's every one of us. Say it's every one of us. Say I'm a minister of the gospel. Abba says he has given unto us the ministry of what reconciliation. We have a ministry already. We are ministers of the gospel. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Prayer is a territory taker. Please read. All the portions of the manual that we haven't taken time to read in the service. Prayer as a territory taker. It says in Psalm 2 and verse 8, Ask of me, I will give you the heathen for your inheritance and the uttermost part of the earth for your possession. Now we are taking nations. We are taking cities. We are taking Lagos. We are taking Nigeria. We are taking northern Nigeria. Ask of me and I will give you the heathen for your inheritance, the uttermost part of the earth for our possession. Through prayer, we ought to yield ourselves to God as instruments of righteousness so that we can do what? Accomplish his dreams and his counsels on the earth. Say with me, through prayer, we yield ourselves to God as instruments of righteousness to accomplish his dreams and his counsel. Revelations 11 and 15 speaks of the kingdom of this world becoming the kingdom of our God. The Bible says it will come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house will be established on top of the hills. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you uh, project Isaiah chapter 2 for me? From verses 2 to 3. Glory to God. Our primary pursuit ought to be how to extend the influence of God over the territories of our assignment. Our positions as territory takers is a position of prayer. We must intercede until we see a clear vision of our territories under the influence of God's kingdom. I believe some people must have been praying for what happened to us in Ife. You know, that, you know, that, you know, I believe there was a revival that was going on and we did not know it. Hallelujah. And I believe there were people that prayed that revival that birthed the ministries that we see today. Glory to God. The young ministries that we see today. Because as something was happening on campus and if it was happening in different parts, you know, of the nation at the same time. Glory to God. Glory to God. And we need to begin to give ourselves to prayer so that we can establish the will of God in this nation. So that we can push back the hand of sin and all of those evil things away from our nation in the name of Jesus. We are to arise and take our place as believers. And that's why we're encouraging every one of us. To be part of, how many of us have smartphones in this place? Do you have smartphones? Your phones are not dull. They are smart. They are intelligent. Lift up your hand above your head. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I like to see all these hands on prayer line. Amen. When we are praying online, we have prayer lines, different prayer lines. Amen. Some people join daily. Some people join once a week. Some people join twice a week. Find what works for you. But be on that line. Hallelujah. Join the prayer line, whether it is online or on-site. Join a particular pursuit prayer session. You can find out more details at the back. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's join in the pursuit prayers and, you know, sell ourselves to these things. Be a part of those things. The things that you are hearing this morning, do it. Do we tell your pastor, I'm not on that um, prayer chat group. I have a smartphone. Please 
you know, add my number. Hallelujah. So that you can pray with us. So that we can pray together. So that we can birth the purpose of God in our lives and in our world. We're going to pray not just, we are praying as believers, we pray as ministers, and we pray as people that are taking over territories. In the mighty name of Jesus, territory takers. And these are the facts you need to know about prayer as we close. Number one, we must realize that we're in our places of, our, of assignment to establish God's dominion. We must realize that. We're in our places of assignment to establish God's dominion. Number two, we must do the asking by interceding for the people and the land. You must intercede by asking for the people and the land. Hallelujah. We see that in Psalms chapter 2. I can't read that now. Pastor Leah. Can I draw down on my next session? Just a few minutes. Thank you. Psalms chapter 2. Hallelujah. Verse 8. Can we read it together, people of God? Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. The next verse. You shall break them with a rod of iron. Shall dash them to pieces. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the place of prayer, I love the easy to read version. It says, You will rule over them with great power. You will scatter your enemies like broken pieces of pottery. Hallelujah. Not only are we asking, when we ask, we will rule over with power. We can rule over nations in the place of prayer. Glory to God. Glory to God. We must keep at it until something happens. Hello. Tell three people for me, keep at it until something happens. Keep at it until something happens. We must keep at it to keep the fire of revival burning. Keep at it to keep the fire of revival burning. Hallelujah. Meaning once you even have the revival, you must keep praying to keep the fire burning. It makes, prayer makes power available. Dynamic in its workings. Gives us access into God's plans and purposes. Prayer strengthens us. Jude 20 says, But ye beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Verse 8 says, Is the entrance into the supernatural. How many of us like the supernatural? Hallelujah. Oh my God. 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 How many of us like the supernatural? Glory to God. Praying gives you access to the supernatural. Praying gives you access to the supernatural. I remember once in our church, you know, we had um, two dumb and deaf people come to our service, you know, and we prayed for them. And the two of them heard in the service. Hallelujah. They heard in the service. How many of you, you know, there are some experiences that you have in God that nobody can come and tell me that this religion is the right one. Hello. I said, these are the things that I've touched. These are the things that I've handled. These are the things that I've taught and I've experienced. You can't take it away from me. Are we together? Praying opens you up to the supernatural power of God. It opens you up to the supernatural power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that is why we ought to pray. It equips us for our divine assignment. It charges up our spirit for the miraculous. It charges up our spirit for the miraculous. We're not just called to be people that are seeking miracles. God, come and walk. We are supposed to be the miracle workers. We are supposed to be the miracle workers. Your life as a believer, praying as a minister, praying as a um, territory taker, puts you in that part where you are walking miracles in the name of Jesus. First John 5, 14, this is the confidence that we have in him. Can we read that together as we rise to our feet? First John chapter 5 and verse 14. First John chapter 5, can the music ministers get ready for worship? First John chapter 5 and verse 14. And this is the confidence. Can we read it together? One, two, three, go. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. The next verse. And we know that hears us whatsoever we ask we know that we have we do what we have we will have we will have we will have 
When we desire of him, we have or we will have. We have. We have the petitions we desire of, the, the, the desire of him. In between your asking and your manifestation. The ingredients of prayer that we have mentioned here. Engaging the force of patience, the force of joy. You know, giving thanks to God in the process. Continuing, continued prayer in the process. Spending time in the word in the process. Hallelujah. It's all you need to do and don't quit. Hallelujah. Don't pour away your half-cooked rice. Some people resort to begging instead of waiting on the process. But if you cook your rice halfway because you couldn't buy kerosene, you ask your neighbor today, today. Another time you run out of gasoline, you go to your neighbor, you say, I'm cooking beans, my gasoline is finished. Come and give me out of your food. After a while, you will have finished spending all your goodwill. And that is why you cannot afford to keep quitting in the place of prayer, to stay in that place until you see your miracle, knowing that God is faithful, knowing that the promises of God are yea and amen, knowing that whatever he has said he will do, he will do, knowing that you have prayed in line with the will of God and you have established that this is the will of God, knowing that the word of God is infallible, knowing that God is unchangeable, knowing that God and his word are one. Hallelujah. And he cannot change his mind. Lift up your hands. Lift those hands to God. Hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00. 000640.